Surprise! Today I'm going to be reading aloud chapter 11 of the Egypt game. So, you can read on your own, or you can listen, or you can do both. Egypt invaded. April and Melanie rose to their knees from their deep bows before the double altars of Egypt. Over the heads of Elizabeth and Marshall, they exchanged a glance that said, Okay, what's next? Melanie reached over absently to help Marshall with his pharaoh's crown, which had slipped down over his eyes while he was touching his forehead to the floor. Suddenly, her eyes lit up with an, I have it, expression. She gave the crown a final tug down over Marshall's ears and turned to face the altar of Set. She raised her arms and April quickly followed suit. The gods are angry at us for being gone so long, she chanted. The gods are angry, April repeated. A quick glare at Elizabeth and Marshall got them going. The gods are angry, they parroted. Melanie nodded and continued with her inspiration. The gods demand that we make a sacrifice so that we may be forgiven. She looked over at April, and April nodded delightedly. The gods demand that we make a horrible and bloody sacrifice. April took up Melanie's theme with relish. A horrible and bloody sacrifice, Melanie agreed. A horrible and bloody sacrifice, Marshall and Elizabeth repeated dutifully, but Elizabeth's voice quavered a little and Marshall leaned over and poked his sister. What sort of bloody? he demanded in a whisper. But now April was off in a wagon Melanie was following. The gods will tell us what the sacrifice must be, April said. We must approach the altar one at a time and touch the crocodile stone, the sacred symbol of Set. We must touch the sacred symbol of Set and wait for a message about the sacrifice. Then we will decide whose message is the best. April went first. She approached the egg crate using the correct Egyptian walk, which was done by walking with your shoulders sideways, arms held out from the body and bent sharply at the wrist. In front of the altar, she bowed deeply with her head tucked between her upraised arms and then placed her fingertips on the crocodile stone. She stood for a minute with her face turned upward. Melanie poked the other kids in motion for them to watch closely. When April stalked back to them looking wildly secretive, Melanie walked up to the altar and followed her example, doing exactly the same things. Then came Elizabeth's turn and finally Marshall's. Then they all sat down in a circle on the floor. As soon as everyone was seated, Elizabeth raised her hand and shook it frantically. She was looking excited and pleasantly surprised at herself. She had just had a terribly daring idea, and she couldn't wait to tell it. All right, all right, Elizabeth first, Melanie said. Okay, April? April nodded. Go ahead, Neferbeth, she said. But put your hand down, for heaven's sakes. You're not in school. You're a lady pharaoh. Elizabeth snatched her hand down and suggested eagerly that Set's message was that they should stick their fingers with a needle and write him a letter in their own blood. Hmm. April and Melanie exchanged surprised and appreciative glances, and Elizabeth beamed proudly. She didn't think it was necessary to mention that her teacher had just read Tom Sawyer to the class, and just possibly Set had had a little help from Mark Twain. However, there was one small detail. Nobody had a needle. Elizabeth looked crushed. Don't feel bad, Bethy, Melanie said. It was a neat idea. I'll say, April agreed, it was a terrific idea. It was a dumb idea, Marshall muttered. When you stick your needle, you get infested. Infected, Melanie corrected. You go next, April. 
April made a trance-like face. When I stood before the altar, she chanted, I heard the voice of the crocodile god. He said the object to be sacrificed must be something very dear to us. It must be something we hate to part with. Otherwise, it won't count. The crocodile god has told me that we must sacrifice. She pointed dramatically. Security! No! Marshall shouted, jumping up and hugging security to his chest. No, no, no! (laughs) With every shout, he stamped his foot. All three girls were around him in a moment, shushing and begging him to keep still. He shushed, but he went back over to the edge of the shed and stood with his back to them. All right, Marshall, we won't sacrifice security, will we, April? Melanie said. April went into a quick trance with her fingers to her forehead. The gods have changed their minds, she announced in a moment. They say they don't want security. But just don't yell like that anymore. Somebody will hear us and we'll get caught. Somebody already heard us, Marshall muttered darkly. What do you mean somebody already heard us? Melanie gasped. But Marshall only shrugged and said nothing more. Come on back to the circle, Melanie coaxed. We'll take it all back about security. Besides, it's your turn to say what the message was. Marshall allowed himself to be led back to the circle, but his chin was sticking out, and he was glaring at April. He put his hand to his forehead the way April had done and then jerked it away. Let's sacrifice April, he suggested. That gave everybody the giggles. And finally, Marshall broke down and smiled, too. Then it was Melanie's turn. Melanie said that she had read about some people who cut off their fingers as sacrifices. At that point, even April looked shocked, and Elizabeth almost fainted, but Melanie only laughed. I didn't mean we should do that, she said. It just gave me an idea. We could pull out some hairs and maybe cut off some fingernails. No scissors, Elizabeth reminded with just a touch of satisfaction. We could bite them off, April suggested. I do it all the time. A few minutes later, a small fire of twisted paper was burning in the mixing bowl fire pit, and the high priestesses and junior high priest of Egypt were parading in a circle before the altar. They were walking in the Egyptian manner, one shoulder forward, arms bent at the wrist, except from time to time when they had to chew off another fingernail. Now and then, one or another would approach the altar, bow, and drop a scrap of humanity on the flames, a hair or two, or a shed of a fingernail. It was just about the best ceremony they'd ever had, and it was a shame to end it. But Melanie was just thinking that perhaps it was time to leave when suddenly she heard Elizabeth give a gasp of pure terror. Following Elizabeth's gaze, Melanie was horrified to see a huge, misshapen figure teetering on the top of the high board fence. The figure teetered wildly in the dim light and then sprang forward to land in a horrible, threatening crouch right in the middle of Egypt.